0: Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I am your host. I am joined by my good friend, my sidekick, my old man, Gooner Hilsey. And I'm also Clock in Ben. Uh, ben Bennett is joining us uh, as well. Um, and we're going to talk about the Forest defeat and getting knocked out of the FA Cup. Uh, we're actually going to cover all the uh, three competitions we were in before the weekend, which is the FA Cup, the League Cup with Liverpool, and then we'll touch on the North London derby, which is coming up this weekend. And guess what? I've got me ticket. It's it's my first away trip to um, the lane, as they say. And um, yeah, I'm a little, little bit twitchy about it.
2: Ben, welcome. Uh, earphones are working. Everything's working. So far, so good. Thank you very much for having me back on. Uh, looking forward to this. Good to see good. Tre- Trev again. Good to see yourself. Yeah, ready for this.
1: Well, Trev is—he's uh, either on a, a different Zoom background, <laughs> or a different uh, a different area, but like you know, it, it just looks brighter and fresher. Where are you?
0: Uh, I'm already up here, mate. I'm already up the northwest, ready for tomorrow night, mate. You know, I don't muck around. I'm gonna have a proper trip. I'm up in St. Helens staying with some relatives tonight. Um I'm in my auntie Barb's bedroom now. and uh, my Auntie Barb and Uncle John's bedroom now. So my me, me computer's precariously on a ledge and I, I don't move because the bed squeaks. No more comments on that. But uh looking forward to it, Fergus, because I've a lot unlike a lot of people, I've let I've let Saturday go now. It was very disappointing. We're going to talk about it, but we're Arsenal fans, so we now look forward to tomorrow night and hope that we put in a a much better performance. So looking forward to it, mate, and looking forward to some people joining us, hopefully, mate. And obviously, always good to talk to my very good friend, Young Ben, there.
1: Yeah, right, okay. (laughs)
0: Thank you, <laughs> as always uh
1: listen we are going to invite people to join us um we, what we'll do first of all we'll do the the normal sort of um uh, like the prelude to looking at the forest game and then we'll invite people to join us on uh, gunsandyellowribbons.com click on join the show or you can go to guns in the yellow slash show. It doesn't work quite now, but it will work in a couple of minutes once we activate the link. And then if you've got your uh, phone the same way as, um as uh, Ben has on, on um, landscape, it just works a lot better and have your earphones in it. it it's easier for everybody. Uh, we will, we will put the call, call us sign up uh, when we're taking calls, but we'll do that. Um, Trevor, talk to me about um, the Forest away. Uh, I booked a hotel. I had to cancel it because you bottled it again. Um, so mm. I drove up and drove back and had two pints of beer all night. And, and that was it. Um, ahead of that game, while we're in the stadium at 10 to five, at 10 past five, the FA Cup draw was drawn uh, and we're all looking with anticipation and we saw that it was going to be a home tie for Nottingham Forest or Arsenal versus Leicester. How would you have enjoyed that one, mate? You do that while I switch this link over.
0: It, it's not even worth thinking about what would happen in the next round because we've not got past Forest. I've just been talking to Ben before we came on air and it was the strangest of days. It was the strangest of days on Sunday. It really was. It just something I don't know why, but something didn't feel right from the start for me. It just there was a big Arsenal contingent, but they they, there was a lot of people that weren't regular there. And I'm not saying they're not welcome. Of course they're welcome. Everybody should go to watch the Arsenal. But the atmosphere just didn't seem right from the start for me. And um and and then of course Arsenal come on the field wearing white for a massive, massive cause, a cause that we're all behind the reason they wore the white, but we all know that teams from North London that wear white don't do very well. And that proved to be the case on Sunday. So yeah, it was, it was just a strange old day. We never looked like we know. I don't think we bothered their goalkeeper with into making a save. And, uh, what's really frustrating is the fact that he's the goalkeeper of a bang average championship side. They're not, they're not, they're not the worst, but they're not the greatest championship side. And they're a side that we should have put away comfortably. And, uh, we were poor, very poor.
1: And uh, Ben, what did you make of like Because you texted me before as well, and you said the atmosphere felt flat, and you, you cited the example, and, and we'll get into the game itself, but because Trevor's mentioned it the way he did there, uh, 2,300 can go to Burnley and make more noise and more atmosphere, then you got 5,000. Uh, Nottingham Forest uh, I replied to you it was an awful game it was a dreadful game and at 80 minutes um, to be honest I just wanted a goal and I wanted it to go our way but I really didn't care as long as it was a goal because I didn't want to do another 30 minutes and uh, extra time and penalties and what did you make of that atmosphere then and, and and the lead up to it
2: um you you boys but i don't know what you boys thought about the pub side of things but i know a few people did mention the pub didn't feel exactly the same thing as um we've witnessed to other way games we've been to where we've had the pub first and everyone's buzzing and they didn't seem the same vibe there but even even the concourse it wasn't it just didn't feel like a normal way game i don't know if it was it was sometimes it, sometimes you can get Sometimes you get, to, not, you can always can't get enough people there. But I don't know where, where you've got an end as spread out as that. You don't generate the same atmosphere anyway. Um, you get pockets of fans here, there, and everywhere, willing to make a lot of noise. I don't. It also, I think, Jeff picked it up about obviously wearing, was wearing white and. Even that can sometimes... I know it's only a minor thing, but I just didn't feel like I was watching the Arsenal out there in mean, a the white strip. I mean, it's just something we're not used to. And Sometimes when you you need to get the atmosphere going, I mean, we, we're used to obviously playing in red or playing in the yellow, and you can get the Red Army going or yellows, and it generates something. Whereas we, we're out there playing in white. What what, what are we supposed to kind of give them a kick... From that i just i just i think um yeah, it's, it's, a t- it's a really strange one
1: so, just... so 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 Ben, you talk about that white strip, and we know we know what that white strip was done, it was Idris Elba Ian Wright um and some other uh players who mostly uh, born and bred in London and South London, and it was the no more red campaign it was a a, a campaign against knife crime, and I know lots when I read on on Social media, including Facebook groups and so on, they talk about oh, it's about knife crime in London. But I'll tell you what: Manchester, Liverpool, uh, all the all the inner cities, right around the country. So it wasn't just aimed at London. We happen to be a London club. But what did you think of the... Go on, Trev. You you come in. What, what what did you think of the initiative? What do you think yeah. of the strip? Uh, but, and,
0: and so on. Well, we've we've got to be careful about what we say about this White Strip because. We should all be fully behind it, right? You know, I've been born and raised in North London, and and over the over the years, the stabbings and and, and uh, have got worse. And and what's happened is, in my view, this is only my view, but the people in power that could really do something about it have been pushing the issue to one side. Ferguson, I think Arsenal have have, have pulled a blinder because Arsenal can't change directly change the amount of stabbings to that, but they can draw attention to it. They're a high profile, big London club and they've done exactly what you would want them to do. They've, they've, they've started initiatives and they've drawn attention to it. And from my, only from my view, what, 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 what they're saying now is right. This is real high profile. Now this issue in London, we've made it that, um, now, nah, deal with it. Let's let's start dealing with the problem instead of talking about it. I mean, you, you, you hear on the news nearly every day a kid's got stabbed in London, right? And But you never hear on... Very rarely hear on the news here's an initiative to stop stabbing in London. You hear it occasionally and there's some hard work going on. I know there is. But it ain't enough, you know? It ain't enough. So it's up there now. The profile is out there now. And, and let's hope there's some action taken because, you know, these kids... They don't know better, you know, and for every kid that dies, there's a family that is ruined for life, not just for, for a while. A kid that dies, there's a family that's ruined for life and there's more and more families getting ruined every day in London. So let's hope it changes. Right, I'm, I can't talk about it anymore, Fergus, because it upsets no, no, me. No, 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 it, no. It's my no, I, town. I, I... It's my town. I love that town, you know. But uh, it, it's – and I can only talk for my town, London, because – that's all I know about. But Andy's right; that it's 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 going all over the place. As for the as for the atmosphere, right? Well, it started badly because did you go in the Knox County Club, Ben? Did you go in the Knox no, County?
2: No, like no, f- I, I was supposed to go in there, meeting up and- with a few, but I got to the front and there was one in, one out, and the queue yep. was massively long. And then a few people were coming out, and they were saying it was about forty minutes for a beer. Uh, that, that that wasn't interesting me so i ended up get, grabbing a couple of tins on the way to the ground and, that, and then going go in a bit early that
0: should yeah we that should have created a huge atmosphere it it was a massive club right It can hold thousands in that club but the the organization at the bar was zero you couldn't get we were in there half an hour didn't get anywhere near the bar even yeah. So we ended up coming out and going to the Navigator up the road and having a couple of pints, which is nice, but it doesn't get that atmosphere going. And then, of course, you mentioned the concourse, Ben. And the concourse at Forest was weird. It was only tiny, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, yep. it was very narrow, very tiny. Um, there was a lot of faces there I never recognised. It was obviously a lot that I did. And it just didn't get going at all down there. And then, of course... I think they did try in the ground, Ben, in fairness, but it needed the Arsenal to maybe even only a shot on target from the Arsenal or five minutes of pressure would have lifted them enough to get them going. And I'm not making that as an excuse for the crowd not being behind them, as as we know they should. But I think five minutes of pressure from the Arsenal would have done, would have lifted that crowd, Ben. I don't know about you, son, but that's the way I see it.
2: I think, I think, um, yeah, I totally agree. But I also think a lot of the fans that turned up there on, on Sunday just expecting us to just roll them over, to be honest, just waiting for something to happen. And sometimes it, it could be flat like that. And I think it happened a few years ago, the same sort of thing, didn't we? We expected to go out there and just um, just turn them over. But a lot of people just kind of think, stand there and kind of wait for something to happen or get shot targeted. Sometimes it needs to be the other way around and we need to try and lift them. I know it's, we always think it's Nottingham Forest, yeah, but sometimes they really needed us as well. I mean, we, there's no, it's, it it's pre- 4,600 4, up there. Amongst us, we should be making a, a good bit of noise, and it just didn't really happen.
1: There, there was some banker, apparently, in the grey um, that um, we were all singing to <laughs> over, over over close to us. And it, it, he was going to cry in a minute and stuff like that. And, and that, was, that was the height of uh, the activity that we had uh, throughout the um, throughout the, the game. Uh, Gunnar Hilsey has uh, r- arrived back. Uh, he's had a, a bit of an issue with the internet. Let's look at the game then. So um, Artet had uh, made a number of changes. Uh, for me, it showed the strength and depth in the squad. And for me, uh, when people criticised the manager for the performance and the fact that we got kicked out of the cup, um, I said, "How can you really blame the manager when that's the squad he had available to him? He brought in, he kept in Saka, he kept in Odegaard, he kept in Gab, um, Gabri- um, sorry, uh, Gabby uh, Martinelli." Um, and he played Leno, and Leno is look—he's too good to be number two, but he's not my number one, if if I'm honest. But uh, we had debuts for uh, Charlie Pitino. uh We had Tavares on the pitch. You know, th- 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 there was a mixture. Trev, what did you make of the lineup? What did you make of the performance? Well, and well,
0: could Artet have done much more with like COVID injuries, Afcon? Yeah. We, I, I don't know who had COVID, Fergus, to be honest, but to be the, pick, the players he put on the field should have been good enough to beat that Nottingham Forest side, right? You would think before the game started, but as the game went on, it quickly became apparent that some of the players we had on the field weren't, in fact, going to be good enough to beat Nottingham Forest. Um, Patino is obviously going to be a class player, but he didn't look good enough to be at that level, to be honest. He needs a bit longer, maybe. Uh, Eddie and Ketia just, I'm going to get my head bitten off for this, but it just doesn't look the part for me. It's just someone, someone who I know very well was in the crowd sat behind me at, at the weekend. right? And he's a very honest man. And he said to me, he said, Eddie needs to go. He said, because let's be honest, we've had our hopes on Nelson, Willock, Maitland Niles, and ketia for the last few years now and we're not going to be good enough they're not good enough players to get us to the very top they're our youngsters they've come through but they're not babies anymore they've all played a lot of a lot of football and i don't i think eddie is part of that bunch he's not going to be good enough and we need to find ourselves a top class striker because as much as I love Lacazette, Ferg, Ben, and I do love Lacazette as a person, he lifts our youngsters, he puts in a massive effort, he's always positive and running about, he's trying to raise the crowd, you know, he gets his arms going. But he don't score goals and he's our striker. And we needed a goal against Forrest on the weekend, right? And we bring Lacazette on. We're going to be lucky if he scores us a goal because he don't score. He hasn't scored hardly all season, you know? So we were in trouble. We were in trouble. I couldn't see where a goal was coming from. And, and when Nketiah did miss that chance, I mean, that was, you can't put that down as a chance. It was a bang easy chance. It was harder to miss. And he didn't even get the ball moving towards the goal. It was that bad. I've, you know, and it's not the first time he's done it this season. He's done it even worse at Evan. He hit the post from about six inches. I still don't know how he's done that. So, this January, and I know we're going to talk about this January, for me, it's it's blaringly obvious. A striker. We need to sign a goal-scoring striker. Um, ben,
1: your thoughts on Tavares. Tavares uh, gave a couple of hospital passes uh, to Leno in particular. And Leno was uh, Christ. If he didn't take that header, uh, we're one nil down very early in the first half, which was a dull half at the least. Um, how did you feel about his, his substitution? How did you feel about his performance? Was it called for, would you have started him in the first place?
2: Uh, yeah, I would have started him. Yeah. hundred percent. It would have started him. He's, he, he started the season. Okay. Didn't he With he was out. He, he done all right. He, um, he didn't play very well at Anfield, so yeah, it was a, an FA Cup game against Nottingham Forest. You, you've got to, that's the games you're going to start those sort of players in. Um, yeah, it didn't go there very well. Didn't go very well for him, did it? Um, a few mistakes there, and and I don't know what he was doing that one with him and Leno. Got a bit of a mix up, and uh, yeah, obviously it could have cost us. Um, but yeah, he got rightly so. Arteta is showing that he at, at times he is quite ruthless and. Um, He's not afraid to take someone off if they're not doing the job are they so um yeah, the right decision and and Tierney replaced him, but for his confidence in that he probably will be really annoyed about it um because it, it was a chance for him to um to show show what he can do and um yeah it's a shame he, he couldn't even do it um against the championship side um
1: yeah and and yeah, the, uh, the the first half was uh, pretty dire second half. We're, to be honest, I, I feel that they, um, the right back for Forrest had probably his best game uh, for a while. It was quite strange that he was on loan yeah, from Middlesbrough. Uh, Spence was his name, and he nullified Martinelli quite a lot. And then uh, Forrest introduced uh, Graben uh, on the 67th minute. Uh, and he's been quite successful against us before he scored in... Um, he, he, he scored uh, goals against us for Norwich and he scored goals against us for uh, for Watford, I believe. And when he came on, it, it it just really changed the pace. And at that point, as um, Trevor alluded to, uh, it, it, uh, Charlie came off uh, for Lacazette. Um, what did you think of uh, Charlie starting? What did you think of uh, his performance and was he way out of his depth? I'll go to you first, Ben, and then uh, then to uh, uh, Trev.
2: Um, I, I think I think you know, it was right for him to start. Was, I mean, with, with the uh, injuries and uh, the COVID and Afcon, and I think it was just it, it, he probably had no choice but to start him. Um, you obviously would like to, like him to start starting with a little bit more experienced player in. In Xhaka or party alongside him, which would have bit, which would have been a lot better for him. Um, with no disrespect to Lukonga, uh, between the two of them, it it turned into um, and it was on paper a weak centre midfield partnership. Um, but I don't think Arteta had much choice but to play the two of them. Uh, he did. He didn't do too bad. Um, I thought he, in, in bits he was all right. Um, but yeah, it's. It was, it was, um, it was, we just weren't strong enough in the middle of the park. And it's a bit, and when you go to these places, even, even the championship sides, you really got to have a little bit of a uh, strength in, in the middle of the park. And, um, we got a little bit, um, yeah, we we struggled there. Um,
1: Trev, what's your what's your thoughts on Charlie's debut? You know, he's a little bit out of his depth, and, and you, you touched on it already once, but. The fact that Arteta had to take off Odegaard wasn't having an amazing game, but he wasn't having a bad game. I don't think it, the side really suited him in, to a, a certain degree. But to have to bring on Lacazette, who couldn't score if he bloody tried half the time. I, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Lacazette. I think his performance generally, he adds an awful lot more to the game than his goals. But when you want a striker, somebody to score a goal, and this, this year... <laughs> is our alternative of what we're going to get from our forward striker, which is Eddie's header, which (sighs) the floor is open, Trev.
0: Look, right, I can't move on from Patino to start with. Charlie Patino was given his chance. He deserved his chance because um, the round before, he played against Sunderland, who are a league one side, a league below... Forrest, he'd come on and he had 10 or 15 minutes at the end, didn't he? And he really looked the part, scored a goal, played really well. Um, so there's no there's no, 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 reason why he shouldn't have given him his chance against Forrest. But it was clearly obvious that from a strength perspective, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for that challenge. So I feel for him, but he's got time. I also feel for Tavares because for Tavares, I don't know what was going on with Tavares because he's actually putting some good performances for the Arsenal Earlier in the I know they had their youngsters out, but earlier in the season against the comparative side in West Brom, um, Tavares was up there in man of the match. You know, um, so Tavares, yeah, he had a stinker. Let's hope that Ben touched on it nicely, but let's hope that Tavares having a stinker and and, and um, Arteta hooking him early off will will actually be a g up to uh, to Tavares rather than something that he's going to s- sulk over. He needs to get on now and show the manager that he's worth his place. The midfield was weak. Lukonga without, dare I say it, party who have both been playing really well in the last few weeks um, and have been a massive part of our improvement as a team. Um, Lukonga without either Jacarot-Party. Having to, having to carry the younger lad, it wasn't working, and that was clearly obvious. And, Fergus, you, you've now You've you, you just confirmed what I said about Lacazette. We all love Lacazette. We all love Lacazette. I don't know anybody that... Is, I don't know an Arsenal fan that dislikes Alex Lacazette. I don't. I genuinely don't. But his job title, his job description is striker. And he doesn't score goals. And you can't have a striker in the side that don't score goals, regardless of how good he is in every other area. Because... It's simple. It's a simple game. If you don't score goals, you don't win games. You know, it's that simple. And so we really need to be looking at a striker. And where is it? Yeah, Andy, think you're right, mate. I would have put that header away 99 times out. Well, 100 times out of 100. I would have put Eddie and Ketchy's header away against Forest and against Everton. I'd have had two goals this season now. So I wouldn't have done <laughs> a lot else because I'm fat and I'm fifth, uh, 60. If I'd have scored them two goals because I had a goal. I'm going to put them in i thought
1: you gonna say i thought i thought you gonna say 70 but like you know i don't have said you look good for it listen um you can see the link down the bottom com. click and then click join the show the link is now live join uh, the show our first caller comes in from peterborough um it is dale it is it is dale isn't it dale it is indeed how are we doing, Fergus? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Uh, thank you, and welcome to the show. Listen, uh, the FA Cup third round, second time in twenty-seven years we've been knocked out at the third round, and it was to Forest. What did you make of that performance? Um, I think the kind of the performance really
3: speaks for itself. Really, I mean, you've probably gone over this time and time again in your own heads, like I have several times, and. Uh, I mean, one of the best things about social media these days is Twitter, but also one of the worst things about social media is Twitter. Uh, Twitter. (laughs) You see kind of all sides of the coin, and just when I think I'm getting over it, I then see something on Twitter which makes me boil over again, and I just think, you know what, when when we've had a bad day like that, the best thing is just to to switch off and and just, just get on with it, right? And I know it's easier said than done to get on to the next game, but for me, it highlights just how much we lack squad depth um we have some fantastic young players coming through i've heard you talk about young uh, young charlie um it's it's great for the future but we need these players kind of to an extent now especially with the african cup of nations there's no surprise that this was coming up we we knew for a long time we'd be short um at least elneny and uh, and Partey throughout this period um the Niles loan, I agree with. Um, I just think the timing was strange. Um, it's the, We've had the opportunity to do this time and time again and replace him before now, but we haven't done. So, um, Forrest, yeah, incredibly frustrating. And I think some of the senior players, um, I, I was just hearing um, there about Lacazette. You're right, nobody um, dislikes Lacazette. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. He's a striker, um, but doesn't score goals. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it's 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 a, it's bonkers to think that at the moment he's our only focal point um i think i kind of look back over the last kind of two years and i think well we, for for so long we've had a problem in the defence we've now shored that defence up and i'm actually quite confident now starting back 5 um, Ramsdale I'm, I'm loving the fact he's proving the haters wrong because at the start before he even played people judged him um, Tommy Asu as well the same uh, Sky have got a bit of egg on their face there as I'm sure you've probably uh, seen the infamous clips but uh is he a right back is he a centre back he's not he's not he's not either apparently but yeah well this uh we've seen he is right Um well, but Dale, the, 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 what, talk what about, we couldn't talk have about predicted what's
1: you talk about Scott. You talk about Sky. It's Kavanaugh on Sky. Yeah, he that's said, the one. That's Trevor, the one. I, 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 Trevor's Trev, 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 biggest friend. Trev, talk <laughs> about Kavanaugh and Tommy Asu to Dale. Uh, you come off mute, will you? Jesus Christ. He's 80 years of age, not
0: 70 now.
1: Of age, <laughs> you. On.
0: Hello, Dale. Nice to meet you, mate, by the way. And you, bud. Um, I'm sorry about the background. So I'm already up in the, 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 the best way for me to forget about. Sunday was to get myself up the northwest, ready for tomorrow night. So I'm already up in the northwest, mate. Already up on Mersey side. Looking forward to tomorrow night. I'll put that behind me. But um yeah, I, I don't know what what's 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 what are we talking about? You know, it's that bad. No, I can't. We I I, 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 was, I was going to talk
1: about Cavanaugh only because you you can stand him and he talks well, absolutely this
0: is, rubbish. Well, this is my point, Fergus. See, you mentioned that name and it doesn't even flick a switch in my head. Because, <laughs> you know, you Tri- Prev, let's look. move it on to the... Wait a minute. Go on. Go on. You can't mention Cabby he goes, without, he without, without just... a hey, watch your mouth, son. I'll, you'll be gone. You'll be out this show. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he's just... He, I don't know how he gets the gig on Sky because some of that stuff he spouts... I mean, we all, we've we all seen the Tommy Yasu now. We don't need to go over that in depth. But someone that can actually sit there and not just... He, that night, he didn't just give an opinion, right? He laughed. He laughed. He thought it was that silly. His lack of knowledge was that bad that he laughed at the fact that we had bought, who's turned out to be probably the best right back in, or very near the best right back in the league this season. He didn't just say that he wasn't sure about him or he could be good, could be bad. Not. He laughed and said he's never a right back. He's never a centre back. And his, his words were... I don't know what they're going to do with him. And he laughed, Covey laughed. That's what we've got on Sky. That is why whatever you see on Sky, you can't believe nowadays.
3: He's Sky's version of Jamie O'Hara. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he's Steve. not that bad, oh, is he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, guys, let's look at the Liverpool. Um, should be the second round, but it's the first round of the um, semi-final and the leg. League Cup.
0: First leg. Uh, first leg. 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 Round. First leg, Jesus I'm Christ! This so bloke rings his nose for I think old. the
3: frustrating—I mean, I think the frustrating thing about this 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 Liverpool replay is the fact that it's it's come out. I mean, you you've seen it on uh, um, on the, the Facebook channels, for example, and, and in the Athletic that Liverpool have come out. Uh, so they, they were saying, right, the equivalent of getting ten false positives. You've got more chance of winning the Euro Million. One million. yeah, exactly, yeah. It's you've got more chance winning that Euro millions. And if you look at the landscape one week ago, we were in a very, very different position. Um, and now all of a sudden we're in the same position that Liverpool were in. However, we we were expected to just get on with it. Uh, we're not hiding behind any false positives. Um, I mean, I think I think it, we all knew that was a bit of a uh, bit of a con that uh, Clipperty Klopp was trying to play on us all. When it comes to infielding some first team players, several first teamers on the... Uh, Uh, on the Sunday, just two days later. I mean, I'll I'll take my hat off to him. I mean, it took Jesus three days to resurrect. Klopp did it in two. So, uh, (laughs) fair play. I mean, credit where credit's due. But I think we have gone from being in a very strong position, um, this time last week, um, and I would say arguably favourites to beat Liverpool, and you don't get that very often these days, to now probably being on the back foot. And we've got two central midfielders, potentially Jacques back with a negative, I'm not sure, uh, about that but I think this highlights the, this last kind of couple of games the importance of people like Xhaka and I know I know he divides the fan base me included um, but him and party have drummed up one hell of a partnership and the two of them bring the best out of each other I mean granted he's still uh, got a yellow card left in him at every opportunity um, but at the same time it, it, he brings stability to that midfield which we're lacking in several areas at the moment now and I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit concerned in midfield to be fair
1: Ben ben uh, your thoughts on this game uh, you know dales raised, raised a, a good few points about going into it on a really you know when when the first tie should have been we we were in a, a stronger position before the afcon before injuries before covid uh, and now we're, we're we're probably not as strong uh, and i'll save the other topic about the false positives uh, with uh, myself and trevor
2: we'll we'll have a talk about that uh evening dale good, good to meet you mate and you ben um yeah, basically, um I'm still absolutely gutted that, that game game was off last Thursday. I think we I was so confident we could um go into there and even pick up a little 2-0 or something like that to go to Anfield with. Um yeah, it's just that's Klopp and Liverpool doing what they do best, don't they? I mean uh yeah, I I just it's it's a little bit deflating really the way it's turned out. Um now we've we're basically in a position where now we've the first legs tomorrow night and we're probably gonna have to probably play another couple of stronger players where we we might have maybe have got a result at, at the Emirates two or three and we, we probably could have maybe put those two players on the bench and kind of we've obviously the North London derby coming up so. It's just I don't think the preparations have been very good for this. Um, I think it's the same with what happened at Forest. I thought Arteta's obviously got the Liverpool game in mind, and then for that to get blown out the window, and then I don't think the preparations for Sunday was that good. And then I'm not making excuses for Sunday, but I'll bypass that quickly. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a tough one now because it's like I say well what he's got available. Um, it's made this game very very tough tomorrow night and very chances they um <laughs> they uh they, they're going to be a lot stronger than they were last thursday um, wait, wait a minute fergus too soon fergus
0: too soon, <laughs>
2: too
1: soon it's 3-0 it's 3-0 and an and away goal it's, it's got to be done <laughs> No, 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 Dale, Dale. I don't know. Don't, we we won't mention it again. We're talking about Tranmere Rovers versus Blackpool or something like that. We're not talking about anybody else. Okay, so just yes, uh, yes. I'll just sit here and smile. Go on, yes, Tranmere so- Rovers. Go on, Mike Dean. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: but, but, do you know what, Fergus? The boys have have summed it up really well. You know, in in Liverpool, uh, yeah. I, I honestly think they've got no shame because. And, and Klopp has gone down in my estimation massively. he could come on and give that interview. It's uh, just the gall of the man, you know, the front of the man, you know. But the fact of the matter is, you know, um, this comment from Ewan, Ewan sums it up, right? It's if Liverpool can get away with it, or if any club can get away with it, it's not just Liverpool that have done it, they're going to get Spurs away with it as well. It once again comes back to the people at the top. Just like we say about referees, it goes to the top. It's the same with this, right? Strange, and it's strange how yeah. um, we spoke about it before the show, Ben and myself, I think. The um, the the f the people, they said the FA Cup, if you can't put a side out, you'll go out. You'll be gone, you know? And there wasn't one team cried off because of COVID at the weekend in all the FA Cup games. Now, that for me, right? Even with my limited intelligence, which we all laugh about at times, that is that is just a simple indicator, right? It's a simple indicator that something ain't right. If one week a team can put... Uh, they can, not one team cries off of a game of football because of COVID, yet two days before, Liverpool can cry off because of COVID. And then on the Thursday, then on the Saturday, they can put out a team that contains... A mighty strong, of players. Probably a stronger team as they've played in any other round of the League Cup. Have you uh,
3: seen that, Trev, that um, uh, again, this is unconfirmed, but it makes perfect sense that the person who has the say um, as to who if they could call that game off or not was um, a guy who's quite high up. Um, who has previously been the CEO of Liverpool Football Club, uh, a certain Mr Rick Parry. Um, if that, the question remains, would, if that was anybody else, and we'll never know the answer to this, if this was anybody else, would that game have got called off? The answer is no, because yeah. the rules stay. I think it's if you have 14 players, including a goalkeeper, that game goes ahead. Yeah. And in Liverpool squad, did they have that many players and a goalkeeper available? Yes, they did. Yeah. There's no rules about first-team players, but that's the whole reason you have a squad of 50-odd players. So, so games go ahead. Because what we're starting to see now is it's not just the COVID piece. Games are being called off through COVID and injuries. When has that ever been uh, possible? The, the, if, the, if somebody's missing the, their star players.
1: We had a discussion last week and we we're talking about VAR and goal, uh, goal line technology and VAR decisions, especially around the Man City game with the discrepancy between the... Um, uh, tackle on Odegaard versus um, the Shaka, uh, the Shaka pull on um, on Silver. Uh, okay, VAR wasn't available at, at Nottingham, but look at the pull that you're looking there on on Ben White. He did go down like a sack of proverbial. But we talked about um, the big C word and uh, and and what could be involved with the money that's involved in this game. Uh, we're not saying there's anything corrupt about football, but when you look at that you had how many fixtures over the weekend? Every FA Cup fixture went ahead um, in uh, over the weekend, Trevor. And uh, yet we uh, have games being called off in the Premier League. We've got games being called off in the uh, the EFL. It's just ridiculous. Trev, we, we touched on this and we said we're going to talk about it.
0: Yeah, well, you see, your C word... I'll be careful. Yeah, well, your C word is... Let's uh, Let me let me phrase this properly. Was the opportunities for conspiracy right? Are there yes. opportunities for conspiracy? Problems? Are there not? There are. Are there right? Yeah. So let's leave that at that. Because for me, the biggest word, right, the massive word, when it comes to games being called off, when it comes to penalties being given, when it comes to VAR, when it comes to referees, is consistency. There is absolutely no consistency. Across our great game, the game that we all love, a game that at times recently I've struggled to stay in love with at Premier League level because you, you look at the pull, you just showed the one on Ben White, right? And you showed the one um, where Xhaka, where he gave a penalty against Xhaka, where he was already diving and he pulled the shirt. I'll challenge anybody to look at any Premier League game this season and tell me there hasn't been a game where a defender has actually wrestled an attacker to the floor, in the box, and nothing has been given. There isn't a game. It happens every game. Trevor, uh, I think you've hit done, the nail on the head
3: there when you it? say the consistency. The, the one that gets me, which makes me realise VAR doesn't work. It doesn't work, depending on who's doing it. Is Do you remember against Palace? And Saka got absolutely taken out clean from behind. Um, and VAR didn't even... They, they looked it for a, for a matter of seconds... Yeah, to this day, that still comes up as one of the most controversial moments of VAR that I know of, that I can think of, that I can remember. Um, You you must remember the incident, right, against uh, Saka?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, Yeah,
3: and and, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's consistency. Because ultimately, the the technology works. VAR works. It shows um, in... Um, in other leagues, in, in World Cups, and European Championships, it works. What doesn't work is the people uh, running the VAR. And I think Arsene Wenger hit the nail on the head when he said, if you look at big tournaments, you won't see an English referee because they're not good enough. It's the standard of refereeing. And that, that, that's, a whole, that's probably a, a whole conversation on its own because the whole purpose of referees going professional was to make sure they were of a better quality, a better standard uh, and to avoid um, conversations such as this. Yet the debate still goes on and it comes down to not VAR, but to the standard of refereeing. And that's, that for me is the biggest problem.
0: The problem with the referees is they answer to nobody. They answer to nobody. Exactly. You know, they think they are the Lord Almighty and they're not very good. When Atwell, when I saw Atwell getting the ref's job, at, on, in the, I watched the Southampton-Brentford game last night, and the referee is Stuart Atwell, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, you know, just over a week ago, you probably changed the outcome of a, ma- a magnificent game of football, you changed the outcome of a magnificent game of football because you weren't competent enough. And we've not heard a word about him. We've not heard a word about anything that might have happened. We've not had Mike Riley come on the telly and say, "Look, this was the issues. This is what we've put right." Now he just gets the gig next week, and it doesn't matter. They answered to nobody. They don't care. They don't care, you know. And it's uh, and, it, and it's so frustrating. It's the consistency, and it makes me. something it makes like last night. It took them four minutes to find a way to to, to disallow that Villa goal. You know, and in the end, what they disallowed it for, Cavani just ran into a bloke, you know, and, and and they disallowed it for a block on Cavani. Well, the bloke never moved. Cavani just ran into him. So it is a joke, VAR. And, I, I, you know, before we had VAR, we all remember that we all got on the referee's backs, right? We watched the game of football and we called the ref the W word and we called the ref this and we called the ref that. But we knew that the referee was giving a decision on what he saw. And then right in the back of your mind, you knew that a referee was a human and he had to give what he saw in the heat of the moment. And you can sort of make a case for those mistakes, you know. But you can't make a case for this VAR. You can't make a case for him giving that penalty against Xhaka for that little shirt of on a, a tug on a player that's diving when every week you see wrestling and nothing is given. You can't make a case for it because there's VAR and that's what it's there to do. And the only thing that comes into your head is exactly what my very good and best friend Fergus said is the C word is that it is a massive opportunity, a massive opportunity. I'm being careful what I say here for conspiracy within our game of football. They can VAR can make could if used in the right way, VAR could make millions and millions of pounds for certain people. It could I'm not saying it is, it could, and it does get your mind thinking when you see these decisions made every week. You think, Jesus Christ, how is that happening? How I'll say it for the third time, how are they penalizing Xhaka for grabbing the shirt of a player that's already falling, that's going nowhere? Yet next week, a player can be rugby tackled to the ground and they give nothing. Consistency, I, th- I think part of you know, the
3: problem though, Trev, is. The fact that, especially with Xhaka, Xhaka has a reputation. There are several players out there with reputations uh, across varying teams. And if there's... uh, This is where, for me, there's a little bit of... I don't want to use that C word, but people have a a thought towards certain players rather than others. You've got the golden boys of each team. You've got the golden teams where they're, they're, the sun shines from the proverbial. But then when you, you've got Jacques, you speak to anybody about Jacky. You speak to your friends. You speak to your people in the pub, whoever you may be. And they'll say, oh, yes, yeah, he's filthy. He's dirty. He's a walking yellow card. And he doesn't help himself. But I think that there, that if we have that opinion and other people have that opinion, then the, p- these people at the top of the game, these people looking at these decisions and making them, they're going to have those, those opinions as well. And that's where I think it's, it, it's hard. Where do, where do you draw the line? Because, yes, Xhaka is, is passionate. I mean, he, said, he recently came out and said he can't tackle like he wants to tackle um, uh, because he, he, he'll get booked a lot more than what he already does. And we already know he's booking record. But like Sergio Ramos, another one, he's, a, he's got a reputation for, for being a dirty player. And I think that doesn't help the situation. And that, all again, comes down to who's in that VAR. It's the technology itself, it works. The technology is fantastic. But when something, but the, the key thing is for me, they always say for clear and obvious errors. Was that a clear and, and obvious
1: error? But if it's clear and obvious, and Ben, I'd like to bring you in because you've been quiet for a little bit as well. But, um, if it's clear and obvious, it shouldn't take, and this is the, the the four minutes, I didn't watch the Man United-Villa game or the Villa-Man United game, um, four minutes to find a guy was trying to get himself back onside and not really interfere with play, just get himself back onside so he could interfere with play, um, and looking for first offside, second offside, and eventually somebody interfering with play. And just it just seems really, really, really strange but it's not clear and obvious. Clear and obvious is what Dale said and what the rules say doesn't take four minutes. Should they set a time of maybe 30 seconds for VAR, then stop the clock, the referee goes over and he makes the final decision at the screen. What, what do you think, Ben?
2: Well, yeah, um, going onto the screen, not just the other night, but the game against Man City, one of the penalties is checked on the screen and one of the penalties is not. How do you, how can that be so inconsistent? It's ridiculous. Both, both the Odegaard penalty and their penalty should have both been checked on the screen by the referee. Whether the decision would have been different, who knows? Because we're not getting them at the moment. Um, but that's down to the consistency, and that's where VAR is totally wrong. Someone is not doing their job up there. And like Paul said in the chat, said Mike Riley is part of the uh, the VAR that just says it all, really, because you know how corrupt he is. Um, but yeah, they need to get they need to start getting this right because um, like Trev said, some people are going to be making a hell of a lot of money out of it. And it's and it's a shame. A real big Possibly. shame because we've got Possibly. all the techno- we've got all the technology in the world to get it right.
1: We didn't we, none not. of us said that they could they could make money out of it. We said potentially, you know, that's how yeah. it could <laughs> be. We, Pot- we,
2: poten- we, potentially, we, yeah. You know. We we we, we, we would could, never could happen. we would never it imply happen.
1: anything like that.
2: But it, so. it's, it's something that could hang over and, and, it's, and um, we shouldn't be talking about it. That's the thing. We shouldn't be talking about it. The amount of money it costs to get it to have it and uh, it's causing too many problems. Um, I, was, I was going to actually mention Atwell as well. What happened with Atwell against Man City when he's gone in front of Martinelli has never been mentioned till that day. And it's not going to get mentioned. Why? That was ridiculous what he got away with there. And it was—he was never even. Surely he was never even questioned about that.
0: Well, you see, the thing is, Ben—they—they're not the the, the referees are, are are above the the I don't know. They're above whatever. They, they they're never questioned. You know, we have these ex referees on the television, and they very rarely disagree, if ever. And they make up these goddamn awful excuses as to why the decision was given. The only broke that makes a bit of sense, ex referees, is Keith Hackett. Keith Hackett was a referee a few years ago, and he's on Twitter, and he's worth following because he'll actually say it as it is. Well, Keith Hackett yeah. he's a is a refreshing change of view to what we normally hear from ex referees. He actually says it how it's see how we see it. Because what happens with these referees, with these ex referees, is we see something, and then they tell you. In their own way, that you've not seen that. What actually, what you actually saw was something else, and it's a complete and utter load of bunkum. The, the only way they change referees is by calling them out, by suspending them, by making VAR either consistent or non-existent. Right, one of the two. Right, but look at the. What was the last major tournament? It was. Was it the World Cup or the or Euros you
3: know? last year? Wasn't it? Euros.
0: Yes. Yeah. AR worked all right, didn't it? VAR worked really well. There was no English people doing it, you know? Yeah. Ben, that one you mentioned against Man City, right, the Xhaka one, I'm telling you now, I have never seen a VAR decision replayed on a big screen at the stadium. But whoever runs the big screens at Arsenal and puts the clips up was obviously of the same view as us because before the penalty was taken, he had shown it on the big screens what they had given a penalty for. And the crowd—well, you were there, boys. You know the crowd went absolutely loopy, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Anyway, look, boys. This is Trev, We got, got, got
1: slightly—we got slightly sidetracked because we're we're trying to talk about the Liverpool game in the first leg of the uh, Caribou Cup uh, semi-final. See, I learned. I listen. Um, midfield options. Um, uh, ben, uh, who are we going to have in the midfield? And before you answer, Ben, if people do want to uh, uh, call in, gunsandyellowribbons.com, dot com, click on that and then join the show. Terry was very vocal to uh, um, Trev last week. Said I didn't know I could join. Just go on the website, Terry. Click on it,
0: join the chat, and he's not we'll bring you in. For, and he's not got a bottle. For, uh, <laughs> <at all. Not laughs> all. Terry, Terry. All right. It's- just in case people are watching, I'm not being out of order with Terry there. Terry's a good mate of mine. We've, we've travelled to watch the football together for many years. All over Europe, we travel together. He talks the talk, but he won't walk the walk on here, my, my mate. Sorry. <laughs>
1: well, if anybody else can walk the walk and wants to come on with, with us two dragons and and, and, and chat to us, uh, we'd be more than happy to have you. In the meantime, Dale, if you're happy to stay, we'll, we'll keep you on. Yeah, here. I've, to... I've only got a couple of minutes because I've got to
3: sort the children out. That's... But just uh, just a quick thing on the, the midfield. Um, I don't see many options. So what I'd love to see, I'd, I'd love to see um, Odegaard maybe drop back. Um, and play a little deeper, so I think he's got the ability to do so, which would then bring um, Smith Rowe uh, back into the, to the starting Should eleven as well, fit. which I think he deserves. Um, that's what I'd probably I'd, I'd probably go with a, a midfield pairing of, of Sambi um, and Odegaard um sitting that slightly bit deeper.
1: Yeah. Uh, ben and and Trev, uh, I was talking to. Um, uh, if you need to go now, Dale, are you going to stay for a couple of minutes? If not, I've if got you, a couple of minutes,
3: but I'll, I'll drop off camera well, just in case. I'll, I'll free up the screen for someone else. Thanks for your uh, time tonight. Thank guys. you.
1: Th- it. Th- thank you very very yeah. much for joining oh, us. Gosh. If you want to check out Peterborough uh, Gooners, uh, they're on Facebook. Anybody in the Peterborough and Cambridge area, uh, check out the Facebook group. I uh, travel uh, from Peterborough every
0: game. Yeah, you go yeah, through Peterborough I do. I live in Lincolnshire, mate. So, most of the home games, I drive down to Peterborough, mate, and get the train from Peterborough Station, yeah. You've probably seen us on the train. Whereabouts in Lincolnshire? I live up just north of Boston, mate. I'm about oh, to drive to Peterborough. You are, mark mate? Market No, no, north of Boston. That's no, sad.
3: no, I'm in Market Deeping. <laughs> oh, I'm
0: not far away at all, then. Not far away <laughs> at all, Trev. Yeah, we'll Lincoln, catch up for a beer mate, soon. Mate, you have. A bit posh round there, Market Deeping.
1: <laughs> That's probably Dale, my cue to drop to the camera,
3: then, guys. Anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll thanks very much.
1: Night to the kids. See you later, thanks, mate. Guys, Cheers, bye. Yeah, no. Cheers, yeah, mate. Bye. Um, Ben, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, the, the midfield selection? Um, I know uh, Dale just said about putting Odegaard in there, but I don't think Odegaard is uh, fantastic in that. I, well, I don't think it brings out the best of him in that defensive number 8 role. I think he's better in number 10 role. I was talking to um, a friend of mine, uh, Trev, Trev was uh, in Communication with him as well, Charlie, who we met at the football, and he's going up to Liverpool tomorrow. And we're talking about potential lineup. So you could bring Cambridge in and, uh, sorry, Chambers in and put Chambers in the right back position, drop Assu into the centre half alongside Gabriel and Tierney, and then push Ben White up into a midfield role. Do you think that would
2: work? Uh,. Possibly, I thought about that today. Actually, I, th- I, I think. Well, I'd like to say that Patino is obviously just going to drop drop out, isn't he? So, um, the the option is whether Smith Rowe is going to be fit. If he's not fit, then it's probably likely to be. I wouldn't be surprised if Enketia keeps his place and Lacazette drops into the nine. Odegaard drops in in next to a and um and 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 they'll probably just keep keep the back back four the same, but. Um, uh well I, I th- yeah, I, I think, I, I again, it's 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 a game where you really don't want to be playing all your all your good players, but we we kind of being forced into it, aren't we? We didn't really want to play Ben White and Gabriel together probably tomorrow night. We wanted to give someone else a chance, but I think we've been drawn into playing a stronger side, um, than we probably could have done, and um, ahead ahead of a Sunday, so. No, I reckon he'll go uh, Odegaard, Lacongo in the, in the, in the middle, Lacazette, and play in the nine, and, and Ketia up up, and um, he'll play um he'll, he'll probably still play Martinelli and Saka out wide.
1: Trev, thoughts on on that possible lineup that myself and Charlie were talking about?
0: Yeah, it's it, it's really interesting, mate. For for me, if Jacques is fit, Saka and in playing midfield. You know, if Jacques is not fit. You don't bring in uh, Patino or someone else. You either move, you drop Odegaard deeper, which we've seen already once this season, or, as, as we've said, which is a massive, which is a great call because we all know how good, we've seen how good he's with his feet, you, you pull Ben White forward into the midfield. So, um, I'm honestly hoping that we've got Xhaka fit and we play Xhaka and Lekonga. Um think that we can work out if we don't play patino we can work our way around the midfield what's worrying me most Fergus is if 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 Smith Rowe don't play right and 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 I don't know I don't know where a goal's coming from. Saka yeah he scored a few goals this season if you've got Saka Smith Row and Odegaard and Martinelli playing right You've got four players there that have scored you a few goals this season without being an out and out striker. If you've got if you've got Lacazette in the side, which I think we will have, you're not expecting a goal from him. So that means that one of your four backup goal scorers is gonna go, is going to, not gonna play in the team, you know. So that's one less opportunity to score. I really am that worried about Lacazette's lack of goals. I really think it's that important. I think it's more important than our midfield Fergus. I think we can swap that around. I want to see. I want to see. I don't know if is Smith Rowe fit. Do we know if Smith Rowe's fit? Twice?
1: I don't know. If Smith Rowe had a calf injury. I don't know if he was just being shielded uh, against the Forest game because they got some some of the kids out. Um, if if Smith Rowe's fit, that means you drop guard back and you put Smith Rowe in the number ten. Uh, if Smith Rowe's not fit, then you have to look at maybe playing Chambers or Ben White in in, in that. Position. Shaka has uh, been out with COVID. Will he be available? And do you risk uh, and I'm not gonna take that, I, I did think this, but um Dale has just messaged us and said, um do you do you uh, risk Shaka in the um in this game where it's a two legged affair when we need him for Sunday as well? But then again, part of me thinks Christ, Shaq is bound to get a red card on Sunday. we're going to talk about Sunday very briefly soon as well.
0: So, uh, Ferg, Ferg, listen, we play, I'm not having it. I'm not having this, we need to rest players or players are tired at at this part of the season because we've just had a week off because Liverpool cried off, right? We've just played really poorly against Nottingham Forest. So we've now had four days rest. We play Thursday, we play Sunday, we play Thursday. And then in February, at the moment, at the moment, we've got a maximum of three games, right? If we reach the Carabao yes. Cup final, we've got three games in February. If we don't reach the Carabao Cup final, we've got two games in February, in the four weeks of February, right? So Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, those three games are, the, are, are now define our season. They now define our season, right? So we play the strongest possible side Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, this week. And we worry about what happens after that, not before it. We worry about what happens to our players after those three games. If we run them into the ground in them three games, we run them into the ground in them three games. Because they are, the League Cup is our biggest chance of winning anything. And it deserves our full attention now, our full attention attention and the game on sunday is against our biggest biggest rivals who none of us like so we put our strongest side out in them three games we don't pull any punches you know we don't we risk everything and we put our strongest side in them three games and after them three games then we reflect and we look at what we've got and we think we've got two games in february to get through or three at the most then we start looking at it but we play we play our strongest side
2: it it totally, totally agree, nope. Trev. Totally agree. I, I think we, I think we just got to go for it because, uh, like, like Trev said, we've got, um, we've got very, very minimal games in February now. So it's a case of we've got to go strong, see how this month pans out, and then we deal with it after that. But these, these next, even even Burnley at home is actually a, a, an important game as well, isn't it? You want to actually get to the end of January now and in a good place. So strongest team all the way.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely
2: so
1: so ben ben predictions for tomorrow night um not the overall tie but tomorrow night predictions for tomorrow night and if it was uh, not a win uh, uh well i'll leave you give you your prediction go on
2: right if we don't win it's got to be very very close it's got to be a <coughs> one-0 or 2-1 one defeat something like right. that because i can't see it, to be honest I can't see where the goals are going to go come from either. To be honest, um, I know we've scored five at Norwich and we've scored four against Leeds, who were obviously a bit under strength as well. But Liverpool at Anfield's um, going to be a bit different matter when you haven't got a out and out proper number nine. So I can't see us banging in any more than probably one. Even if we get, might get two, but we've got to keep keep the scores down and then um, hopefully. T- Take take them on um, at the Emirates next Thursday. So, I'll go. Uh, I think it will be. Go on then. Um, Careful. Wh- I'll go one all, and then. But I wouldn't be overly too disappointed if we end up losing two one. But I don't think we'll win it.
1: Okay, Trev. Four nil. <laughs> Okay, realistically, um, if, if, if it's I'm not serious, a
0: 4-0... Fergus, on a serious note, right? If we put our strongest side out, I'll be happy. If, we, if Ben has rightly said, in a two-legged ga- game of this stature, if you can come away from Anfield with, at the worst, a one-goal deficit, you're right in the tie. You're right in the tie because next week, Emirates is going to be full. Emirates is going to be full next week and there will... There, if, if there will be an atmosphere, there's always an atmosphere at Arsenal home games in semi-finals, second legs. One of the greatest atmospheres I ever saw was a League Cup semi-final. I think it was against. I think it was a semi-final against Everton at Ivory. Massive, massive atmosphere. And so, what we have got to do is we'll come away with no more than a one-goal defeat tomorrow. I honestly think we could nick a win if if we, if the consistent Arsenal turns up, because. It's happened again, hasn't it, Fergus? You know, I've I've got no notes tonight. I'm just sat in a bedroom, right? The the inconsistency showed itself again, you know, against Forest, didn't it? We played awful against Man United, got beat by a team we should never get beat by. Played awful against Everton, got beat by a team we should never get beat by. Then we go and win two two or three games and play magnificently. And then we lose a game that we should never lose. We play magnificently. Yeah. Oh, I think there's a phone uh, in there. Minicab.
1: Um, car service. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: We lose again. So, and then Forrest, we drop right like, back off again. I don't know why we it's, do it. It's, it's I, normally I, me. It's, it's, yeah. it's him
1: this time. It's normally me. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't even know where that phone is in this bedroom. But anyway, um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Because Liverpool have, have not got their strikers... I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for the Arsenal tomorrow. 1-0 oh, win huge. for the Arsenal tomorrow.
1: I think I'm with Ben. I'm I'm more of, let's keep it tight. Uh, I'd go for a 0-0. I'd go for a 1-0 a Arsenal, a 1-0 defeat. Uh, just as long as we keep it within one goal. Because uh, exactly what you see, Trev, um, the Emirates will be rocking if we can keep this game uh within control uh on the 20th it, it will be rocking now, listen a, de- a a game that is going to be rocking is this game it's the uh north london derby i'm i'm putting this on screen because i'm covering up every qr code and everything else in case some tow rag <laughs> decides to to borrow my seat uh, not that i i i don't trust anybody but i don't um <laughs> Uh, but uh, I just, I'm going to my first North London derby away. Uh, a bit apprehensive, but I'm really excited about it. Um, Arsenal are without Thomas Party, without El Nenny, without Abamyang, without Pepe, and there's an Omar uh, Rekik uh, who's a, a squad player of some sort. But four uh, first-team squad players uh, were missing. Tottenham are without uh, a guy called Pape Sarr, who's actually on. On loan from the club, they both from which is FC Meds. So they um, will be more or less at full strength, but they'll have no son. Ben, no son. Is that a, that is that a very important um, omission in their squad? Ben, uh, yes, definitely. Are you frozen for some reason?
0: Ben's gone missing. Oh, back.
1: To, you're, um, back. you're back. You're back. I, I,
2: I, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm just gonna I can't yep. put my headphones in. I've had to put my charger on. So That's cool. You might need to mute me. Is that all right? No, 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 you're fine. Right. Yeah, yes. that's fine. I'm all right, yeah. All right, anyway, um, yeah, son, um he's he's one that's a huge threat to us and he's um uh, he's a massive player for them. So um it's 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 a, a big plus for us. Uh, it's I, it, uh, I, I. It all. I think Sunday all depends on how we re- reacted after Sunday, which is tomorrow night, and how how what sort of performance we put in tomorrow night, and what kind of re- result we come out of it. Um, if we end up going to Anfield and we lose, then s- Sunday turns into a real, real, real tough one, and it's tough anyway. Um, but I'd love to see a confident, positive result tomorrow night going into Sunday. But yeah, I mean, Son, whatever happens, Son is a big miss for them. So, and it's a huge plus for us. But they are, they, they've they still got dangerous players anyway. I mean, Kane always seems to pop up against us somehow, um, even though he's he is what he is. But it's a North London derby. We'll, Trev, you'll be there as well, won't you?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely I will be. Are you there tomorrow night,
2: Ben? No, no, no! I'm not there tomorrow night. It's, uh, I, I, it's basically it's a full day off, and then I'll get back at five, six in the morning, and then I'm f- trying to get up for work. And it's, uh, but, uh, my my holidays only just been reset, and I've just got to try and balance it out over a whole year. And it's just, um, just impossible. But I'll be, I'm gutted to miss it. Absolutely gutted. I'd love to go up there and try and get back the team and get a result, but you just can't do them all, can you? I think this will be the last away. I'll miss this season. Um I'll start but yeah I'm, I'm looking I'm, I'm I'm still whatever happens tomorrow night I'm just I'll still be buzzing come Sunday and I still think we'll um go over there and we'll get a result.
1: Okay, result. What result are you
2: going for? Two one to the Arsenal.
1: Okay. Trev uh how much will we miss son? Who do you start in the centre of the park? If if Shaq is fit he's got to start, hasn't he? And how, what's your prediction?
0: How much will we miss Son? We won't miss Son at all because he don't play for us. Um, no,
1: you you, you know what you know what I mean. Uh, you know, will <laughs> will it be that big of a benefit to us?
0: I know exactly what you mean, Fergus, but I'm not going to miss the opportunity to see a chink in your arm and dive straight in, son. <laughs> am I? Come on, <laughs> um, Son is a, a decent player, but he's also a winner of free kicks and penalties he's a really good cheat, a really good cheat. So we'll miss him, not just for his footballing skills, but for his cheating skills. Ben exactly right. Kane's got this habit of popping up and scoring a goal against us. But uh, looking at the two squads and the two sides, I still think that we, if all our youngsters are fit, we're a better football team. I really do, especially uh, now across the defence as well. I can't see Tottenham scoring against us. So I fancy like a, a one nil or a two nil to the Arsenal. I really do. If we score three, like we did at Arsenal, we'll let one in because we'll, we've got that habit of doing that. I think we relax a bit, but I can see a one or two nil to the Arsenal on Sunday. We'll all be really happy. Um, and we'll get home and, uh, and, and, and that'll make our season then because, you know, we'll go on on Thursday and reach the Carabao Cup final and, uh, we'll all be smiling again and all the haters will be loving Arteta again. The flip will have flopped again, Ferg.
1: (laughs) Well, we, we, we know how the flips flop and float and all that sort of stuff as well. Listen, um, before we finish on that, um, what is your favorite, uh, North London Derby memory? Like, you know, it's my first trip. And as I said, I've, a, a tad apprehensive about it all and everything else, but I'll be fine. Cause Trev's got my back. Um, I hope, um, and, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite memory, Ben? I'll go with you first as the guest. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ben, you're on mute. I'll unmute you. Sorry. There you go, Ben. Sorry.
2: Thanks, mate. I wish I could sit here and say that, um, it would probably be, um, when we won the, when we won the league in, um, in o four but sadly I wasn't actually there. I didn't actually go at all that season. I was supposed to go the second half of the season, but I'm one of these superstitious people because we had lost I wasn't going to go until anything happened, and I ended up going the whole season not go so um but i i've seen I've seen this win there a few times, so um I mean, I think. One of the best nights I had up there was... Um, are we just talking about just at Wyatt Lane or are we talking about just... of Lane. Rugby? Right, go Wyatt Lane then, I'd say. In 99... <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> what are you doing, Phil? Sorry.
1: So- sorry, don't worry.
2: Yeah, rude. rude. Right, boy, I think, boys, if you'd remember, in 99, we probably should have won the league. Well, we probably would have won the league. And then we blew it up at Leeds. Remember, we played Tottenham just before. And we won 3-1. Khan, who done that little flick over Luke Young's head. And we won 3-1 up there. And I think we was... Um, man, you went to Liverpool and only drew. So we was all actually up in the... We were up in, in the away in there singing. I think it was some of us were singing you Never Walk Alone, because obviously they'd done a job for us. And uh, we come out of there absolutely buzzing. It was 3-1. It was an amazing night. It was brilliant. Um... That that would probably be up there. It was probably one of the best ones I've I've um I've been to at, at, at Wyatt Lane. I saw the three one. Uh, Andy Boyle got a couple. Seth got one. Um, I think it was about two thousand and seven eight time. That was a good day actually, really good. Um, and I saw the Flamini got he got a double the other year in the cup, and that was a good night as well. So I've seen a few. Uh, I've seen a few disappointments as well, but I'll say the best one was ninety nine. Because that was a real, we should have won the league that year. But that that would have been unbelievable if we'd won the league after that. Um, and
1: Trevor, your uh, your favourite memory at, the, at at the lane. Um, and and uh, can we answer this question as well? And then we will call it a yeah. night. I was, the, put,
0: I was I was going to put that question up for because that's a great question from James. It really give it, Give great... us your
1: memory. Give give us your memory first, and then then we'll, well talk about that.
0: One of my earliest memories of games at YR Lane was the 5-0 win when Brady scored that cracking goal. And uh, people forget that Alan Sunderland also scored a hat-trick in that game. That was a wonderful day to be an Arsenal fan at YR Lane. Um, Obviously, when we won the league there and and Tottenham managed to get a draw and celebrated like they'd won the league themselves, that was hilarious. That That was another great day. But... My two favourite goals of both, I mean, there's been lots of goals. If you look at replays of Arsenal v Tottenham games, you can do it on YouTube and just see the goals, right? There's goals that you've forgotten and you think, oh, Jesus, I'd forgotten about that goal. I'd forgotten about that goal. But the two best goals for me I've both seen, that, that I've enjoyed the most, were scored at Ivory by Arsenal against Tottenham. Firstly, the run from Henry in his own half, right? Amazing the run from Henry in his own half to go through the Spurs team and score. I've never felt a lift like it. And the other one was, was the Perez goal, the Robert Perez goal where he, where he curled it in uh, two magnificent goals and, and gave us great pleasure. Um, as for the question from James Fergus, I, I, looking at the perspective of, of what he thinks is a, the, the way you judge a tougher game. From a purely playing football perspective, Liverpool's always been a tougher game because Liverpool have always been a better side than Tottenham, right? Ever since we can remember. But from a fan's perspective, a tougher game to watch, especially when it's 1-0 or there's one goal in it, a tougher game to watch and a tougher game to suffer a loss in, there'll never be anything tougher than the Tottenham game. Because, as a, as a, as a, trust me, as an Arsenal fan, growing up in the Tottenham area, right, it was the toughest week of my life. Before... Well, it was two weeks, actually, because it was a week before the game, I used to... Just, just people wanted to kill me because I was an Arsenal fan in Tottenham land. And for the week after the game, if Arsenal had won, they'd want to kill me because we won. And if Arsenal had lost, they'd want to kill me just to rub my face in it. You know what I mean? So it was a... T- it, from a fans' perspective, it's always going to be the Tottenham game is the toughest game to suffer. Yeah? From a football perspective, purely a football perspective, Liverpool's tougher. Because Liverpool are a better football team than Tottenham. Always have been. Probably always will be. You know?
1: Um, Trev, the, the, uh, sorry, right, one second. I'll take it off mute. Um, go on. Go on. Uh, uh, Andy
2: put Andy put one message up in the chat there. Riziki's goal at Wyatt Lane was probably one of the best I've actually seen at Wyatt Lane. And um, it was probably one of the sweetest wins, actually. First minute. And they pretty much battered us for the rest of the game. And and it was some atmosphere after that coming out of there. And and after the game was in there for about half an hour, 40 minutes after the game. And it was a really sweet, sweet win that was. Always remember that. Brilliant. I think 2014, I think.
0: See that's right. Really see, like, see, see, I know that goal, right? But I was trying to think then, and and and, and I know it's me age, but it just happens that that I'd I'd forgotten all about that goal. And now you've mentioned it, yeah, of course, you know, absolutely, a
2: belter, was on it? Right from the corner of the box, brilliant yeah. first minute. Yeah.
1: So, crap question, guys. Given the option to win the Northland Derby or uh, to progress to the final uh, which looks like against Chelsea in the League Cup one answer you which don't... do you choose? Go on Ben
2: Who are you asking first? You, <laughs> you Why do what... you have to I don't, I don't want a si- I don't want a silly question <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to have to answer it Do you know what beating Tottenham means everything doesn't it so it's but uh, end of the day Um, I always want to win our next game, so I want to win tomorrow night first before we play Tottenham. I want Arsenal to win every single game they play. Um, and they they're both massively all three games. Obviously, two against Liverpool, once again one against Tottenham is massive. All three are massive games, so we want to win every game. We want to win trophies. We haven't won the League Cup since nineteen ninety three. That would be nice uh, to get a bit another bit of silverware. Um. It's a, it's a huge debate, isn't it? Everyone's got, entitled
1: yeah. to a different opinion. Trev, very briefly, because then I've got another question for you. Well, I've got a question and an answer, but um go on, Trev. There's,
0: there's absolutely no way on this earth will I ever answer a question loaded like that. Not a chance in Fergus. Didn't what expect it. Me, what you're saying to me is, which game would I prefer Arsenal to lose? I don't want Arsenal to lose any game, Fergus. So there's your answer. Move on, son. Move on. Well done.
1: Well done right. Final. Final thing. Um. Uh. uh Tony Fainax, big T, friend of the show, <laughs> asked, "Will Will Trev buy me a beer on Sunday?" Well, no. you're never ever going to believe this, uh, Tony. Just keep. An eye Cheers, out. <laughs> it's mate. He's him. only ordering a beer. He's only ordering
3: a
2: beer. Can you believe Look, he's even got his card out. me. <laughs> he, he bought a beer. He bought a beer. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's a Peroni, which is probably one of the dearest ones. God. Oh, I made is sure it... I
1: went for Peroni. If I was only going to have two, I was going to have a good one. <laughs> it
2: wasn't
0: even for me, that Peroni. There's no that way I'm, buying, I'm not buying Tony Fain a beer on, on Sunday because... Uh... <laughs> I, you know, I, I I just won't because I, I, I'm not keen on the man, if I'm honest. I'm not keen on Big Tone. <laughs> no, actually, I love Big Tone. I, I, I love Big Tony. He's a great lad. But the fact of the matter is I probably won't see him on Sunday because he'll avoid me because he don't like seeing me because he knows he's got to buy me a beer. So he, he's well- on the wall.
1: Uh, it's the it's the pins beforehand. That's where the majority of people are meeting up. I don't know where we're going, Trevor. We haven't we haven't fixed everything, but uh, I am so looking forward uh, to Sunday. Um, I would have loved to go up to Liverpool and be at the game with you uh, tonight, but you know I, I've, I've booked yeah. so many hotel. No, I've booked so many hotels and cancelled them that, you know, I just give up. Bookings were going to ban me. Honestly, bookings were going to ban me. Uh, to be honest, I said to you, um, I was just trying to behave myself a little because I hadn't been overly well for a week or so. So I, I, I was um, just trying to be a little bit good. So I was saving myself for Sunday and um, driving 300 miles on son- last Sunday and driving another 400 miles uh, to- today, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there we go. Listen, on that note, uh, on, on that note, thank you very much for watching, Ben. Thank you for joining us. Um, it, it, me it, on. Jo- uh, thanks Oh, I'm gonna have to Take mute that's him. I'm gonna have to mute him. Yeah, uh, Ben, thank you very much. Don't even, He can unmute yourself. That's the thing.
2: <laughs> I have the power, <laughs> I <saw it> out. <laughs> I have
0: the power. <laughs> Uh, I might take him out completely here, my airy face, friend. Listen, <laughs> listen, Ferb, right? Listen, Ferb. Can I talk can, now? We can't end this show, right? Without saying, without saying that the next, we just reiterating, right? For the for the few people that watch this, that might go to these games Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, right? We need the support. We need to lift the side. I don't care how badly we're playing. We need to lift this side because these three games are the three most important games we're going to play this season. So come on, right? Get behind them. We'll be there tomorrow night, loud and proud. You know, Fergus won't bother. Ben I feel sorry for because he goes to every other game. But uh, we need to be loud and proud tomorrow night and Sunday at the lane.
1: You you, you want to hear the story, right? Okay, before we go, the story, because now he's, on, he's done his tangent. Uh, okay. The Wolves away is all... W- w- wolves, w- wolves away is all booked, <laughs> and um, uh, I-, I sorted the ticket what out. What out
0: and- laughing too loud. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and um, I came along, message. Trevor said he said oh, I'm in this hotel. I said oh, it's a bit more like a B and B hotel. I said, oh, I'm all right with that hotel. This, that, and the other. I said, and he messaged me later in the day. You sorted your hotel out yet? I said yeah, all sorted. I said I'm I'm, I'm looking at the Enobatel, uh in Wolves, and he went oh okay, no worries, mate. So. I book I I come along and send him a message go no I've booked the hotel you're staying in and he says to me he says oh I've booked the Novotel I've gone bloody hell so I've cancelled the hotel that Trevor was staying in and went to book the Novotel but I'm just about to have dinner said stop don't do anything I'll call you after dinner so I called him after dinner and after dinner rang him up said so are you still booked at a Novotel? no, mate, I've not changed hotels. I've always been in the same hotel the whole time, the first one in the first place. So he's just a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. And you have got no right of response. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you, Ben. Enjoy
2: tomorrow,
0: Chev. Enjoy. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.